Here we go. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. So a little bit different today. Uh, we are now streaming on Twitch every week on Mondays at 11 a.m. We will be streaming the show as we record. So that is what today's episode is. It is our introduction to that world of people. And so if you are a new listener, it'll be a good catch up for you to figure out who the heck it is you're listening to. And if you're an old listener, you'll go, oh, that's right. That's what I'm listening to. So Hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, if you want to check out the live stream, it's going to be just above average podcast on Twitch. You can find us pretty simple. You'll see all the same ugly mug you used to looking at uh, as the profile picture. And then the banner is just some website stuff. So check us out on Twitch every Monday at 11 a.m. And I hope you enjoy the intros and Q&A. All right, so here we are. We're live, like we said we would be. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and just start yeah. talking with words. And All when people words. jump on, they jump on, and they can uh, ask their questions, because that's right. kind of the point of today. Feel free. So where to begin? I guess we'll start with the show. Who are you? I am Travis. <laughs> uh, let's try that again. Real names. We'll use real names. Who are you? So I'm Travis. <laughs> Travis Crutcher. Um founder of Above Average Leadership, and I guess we'll just, we'll do a little backstory, who I am, where I come from, what the genesis of the company and the whole idea is all about, mm -hmm. uh, probably mm -hmm. a great idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm retired from the military, you know that, they don't know that. I know that, I was there. In fact, honestly, some of them know that, but. That's true. Retired from the military, I was in the army, um, and you know, I was a leader for a very long time, that, yes. was, that was my jam. Yep. And. Did great things, like you know, I won't belabor that point at all. But I was I was pretty good at it. I was right. pretty good at arming, pretty sure. good at leading, all that good stuff. And then I got out. I retired, and I thought, here we go. Here like, we go. It, it's a weird thing <laughs> because you believe on your way out the door, retirement is like the start, right? Um, and you have no idea where to start. You right. don't even know what that looks like right. because you know your identity is so intertwined with what it is you've been doing for an entire your entire adult life right well it's crazy because when you joined you would like just turned 18 or 19 i was 19 and so it's like here's what you wear every day here's right. where you go every day here's what you do every day and then it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger you're more and more in charge you're leading more and more people and things it's, and then all of a sudden it's done and it's a peculiar thing and i'll, I'll give a weird example but like so during your career, like during my career, I was in charge of millions of dollars of equipment, yeah. hundreds of soldiers, you know, like huge responsibilities. Right. I knew I'm I know finance, I know money, I know how to spend it, I know how to make it. Right. And still in my lifetime, I've written less than 5 paper checks. <laughs> I'm the check writer. Right. And so but it's one of those things <laughs> that, you know, you're an expert on all this stuff. Right. But there's a little ankle biter life stuff that you've never had to fool with. Yeah. You know, and I've, I've talked to a few folks about how, like, the the younger guys, the guys who get out at 21 after they do their first four, they're like, I'm out of here. They, they have no discernible life skills outside of the military at that point. Right. They don't know how to rent an apartment. They don't know how to, right. you know. Right. Because in the military, if you decide you can be married or unmarried and you either get 
barracks housing, right. or you can get housing on post. All you have to do is be like, hi, I'm, I'm here to live so the, here. They used to, the <laughs> barracks and a meal card, right? right? So at any rate, I retire and I think like everyone does, like this is the start point. This is where I'm going to begin my existence. And yep. And so I started out in finance and I did that, what, year and a half? Yeah. Couple, almost two. Almost two. two uh, I hated finance with every part of my fi- my soul. <laughs> like a cat hates a bath. <laughs> and I didn't hate finance because of the work. Like I'm a numbers guy, right. so numbers make sense to right. me. Um, I understand all, you know, I was really good at it. Yes, yeah. Like, You're a people person. You enjoyed communicating with the sure. people. And and even on, on the business end of it, I was very good because I, I figured everything out super quick and then immediately was like leading the district and then the region right. in particular metrics. And I hated it. Right. Because of how that industry makes its money. Yeah. Like, and this this particular branch of finance or this subset of finance I was in, it's not even like they're upfront. Right. About how, and so at any rate, it came to a decision point where like my moral compass would not allow me to continue to work yeah. for this organization. Yeah. So next step is I get into retail right. and I immediately hit like middle management walking in the door. Right. Um, Which is leadership. So you sure. think, this is going to be great. My brain goes, this is what I do. Right. I lead. I lead. Same thing happens there. <laughs> I get promoted really quickly. Yep. Like twice in a year. Right. Um, things are tracking like a scud. And then kind of the same thing happens, yeah. you know, where I wind up working for a company that espouses one set of values. Yeah. But then when it boils down to it, man, doesn't even come close to living up to it. Right. The, the person by person case basis it's not, it's not. It's just this big blanket of. You yeah, know, the short answer to that law. is they don't care about human beings. Right. Like, at least in our experience. In and I had this like area. some sweetheart positions yeah. in that organization. Yeah. And even then, it was blatantly obvious there was zero concern for the people. Right. And so, became pretty disenfranchised. And I got to thinking, like, damn it. Like, it, the, the real thing was, it was twofold. One, like I couldn't figure out why the hell this wasn't working for me because I was I was great at leadership and right. the people that worked with me adored me. Yes, and you adored them. The, the and so were, were great. that aspect that had carried over from my military service of like coaching, training, mentoring people was the part I still enjoyed. Right. And then the other bit was I was seeing how broken in four years like that. I had a real crash course because I went straight into management. Right. And so I had a real crash course into just how broken systemically the leadership in corporate America really is. Yeah. Um, and I've, I've gone on other shows and talked about like toxic leadership and how I feel like, you know, corporate gets a bad rap because no one at corporate ever wants the person who's doing the thing to feel disenfranchised like yeah. no one cares. Right. And I really, I, you know, you and I had a lot of conversations about it and eventually I realized like there's no way that I'm going to fix this. From the inside. From the inside. Because there's too much toxicity above and below where I'm at. Right. I got to get out of here. Right. And everyone already has their preconceived notions about how it's going to be and how it has to right. be. So there's really not a whole lot you can and do. And I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm just saying I'm right. Um, <laughs> but so that's why I, I stepped away from corporate America. Right. Started this not, you know, not to just make it and do what I want, but I, I have a genuine concern for making people better people. Um, thank you. You know what? I was worried about that. I just heard that we're not 
streaming the video, so thank oh, you. But that's all right, because you can hear my sweet voice, Ruben, so let's, <laughs> let's just take what we got today, and I'll figure it out later, okay? <laughs> Picky McGee. Uh, that's my boy, SpiderMonkey044. That's his handle here on Twitch. His name is Ruben. He's a rock star, so please check him out and follow him. Uh, so at any rate, broke away um, and then decided to start this because I right. want to help people be better human beings. So right. that's like the down and dirty version of who I am. Right. You send it. Who are you, lady? Uh, I'm Jesse Crutcher, and I am your lovely, adoring wife. Oh, lucky there's no visual. No, just joking. <laughs> Just joking. <laughs> um, so I am head team Hopelifter. <laughs> correct, correct. I, I have. I am the founder of Team Hopelifters. Um, Beachbody is actually my springboard for everything that I do because I love their products. I use their super trainers for workouts, and um, it's amazing. But I kind of got started. Not as selflessly as you did. <laughs> right. Well, I, it, it's a twofold thing. You had good reasons for yes, what you were doing. I wanted, I was in a place where I had been momming for so long that I had kind of lost who I was and anything that was just of mine. So our oldest just turned 15 and our youngest is five. We've got two in the middle that are nine and 11. So been doing this mom thing for a long time for a hot minute there's sure. been a lot of late nights the way the kids are all spaced out it was like by the time one was out of diapers the next one was being born so um we are really in a place where we can actually leave the house when it's just you know the older two <laughs> which we did today right and it was crazy and we've never been able to do that before in the last you know 15 years so um i was a couple of years ago in a place where i was just I was overtired and I felt guilty about everything. I was overweight. I was just overcritical. It was crushing. Right. And I've always been a pretty positive person, but I felt that mindset slipping away. And it just so happened I was scrolling social media and I had come across this group of women that were kind of in my same position, except that they were making it. They were making changes to their mindset and making changes to their body and they were reaching goals. And then I found out that this was actually what they did. And I was like, whatever it is, sign me up. Right. And, um, then, then I retreated into the shadows because I was terrified. Like all I know how to do is mom. <laughs> what if I can't make it? But, um, I stepped out in, in a little bravery and, and I, just I'd say kind it. of a lot. Yeah. I decided I was just going to go for it because the pain of staying the same was greater than the pain of changing. Right. So, <laughs> so um, I became a Beachbody coach and over the course of the last couple of years have been transforming it into my very own unique uh, Team Hope Lifters. And the goal is just to feel good in your skin, to get healthy, to actually love the life that you're living and be the best that you can be every day. So it's, it's everything. It's your mind, it's your body, it's your heart, it's your family, it's your friends. Um, you know, nothing, nothing that happens to you in a day doesn't affect you somehow. Right. So, so we might as well just own it and do our best to take hold of it and spin it in a way that 
propels us forward instead of keeping us stuck or sends us backwards. Agreed. So that's kind of who I am. That's kind of what I do. <laughs> so that's, yeah, that's the down and dirty version yeah. of us. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, when it comes to the above average side of things, I had started taking on clients, uh, doing a few speaking engagements here and there. And then you and I actually had another show yeah, before this, <laughs> which was... Which was a fun, crazy, silly show. It was much silly. Yeah. Um, and But we always try to keep on a particular topic. Right. And we had a point. Ish. But we rarely <laughs> stayed the course. Right. Um, and so then when, when this new career kind of started taking off, we had a conversation about, you know, revamping what we were doing, uh, redoing the format of the show to an extent to really, you know, because the old show was about you know, striving to be better than average. Uh, right. I'll leave it at that. Right. Uh, I, someone I know in the chat knows it, so feel free to type it. That's fine. <laughs> but I'm not going to say it out loud. Um, but at any rate, you know, PG. and that's not changed. That sentiment isn't changed. Right. And it's no. not going to change. And no. the reason it's not going to change, and, you know, some of the folks listening right now, I know know this about me, but if you don't, like, and you feel the same way, like, we both believe that the unlimited potential of every human being on the planet yes like i don't think yes. I, it's not bs for me like <laughs> no. it's not i it sucks because you know the, people just get weighed down by the nonsense of the universe telling yeah. them they can't and it's i'm here to tell you the universe is a liar right. it's wrong and like the horrible thing too it's like sometimes it only takes a whisper from the universe and then you do all the rest of the work on yourself right we actually hear that little just whisper. <laughs> did a show about this and it just drags you down and crushes your soul and it oh it's the worst like two weeks ago this yeah. was the topic yeah um and so that's why we decided hey there he goes thank you he he put it in there appreciate it brother uh that was the title of the old show so right there that last comment um but anyway so we decided let's let's continue what we were doing on the show and but really really drive home the point of like it's not just nonsense it's not just silly it's right. this is real and right. you can do legitimately anything you want Absolutely. you just gotta do it in fact you know i'm gonna brag on him because i know he's here the guy Spider Monkey zero four four, right? Yeah. His name is Ruben. I won't dime out his last name. You can you can throw up there if you want to. Uh, he was a basic training soldier of mine, mm -hmm. right? And I can tell you, I did three years as a drill sergeant, which is a year longer than you ever do, right? right. It's a two year assignment. He he probably doesn't even know this. This is probably news to him this very second. <laughs> In three years, I did twelve and a half, so thirteen cycles yeah. as a drill sergeant. Yep. That 60 soldiers of mine per cycle, mm -hmm. 240 for the entire company, did that 13 times. Right. Of all the soldiers I encountered over the course of three years, Ruben is the single only letter of recommendation I ever wrote for a soldier leaving basic combat training. Woo! And I will tell you why. Because this guy, I mean, he, he got kicked in the nuts several times during <laughs> training. I mean, stuff happened. Yeah. Like, yeah. it wasn't an easy ride for him. Right. But this dude, every morning, was ready to rock and roll. Yeah. And it wasn't, you, you know, you, you do that job long enough, shoot, 10 minutes. Right. And you can tell who's there, who's BSing the, right. what can I do, drill sergeant? And the ones who are seriously, hey, what can I do? Right. And it's not, it's not empty. It's not to kiss your ass. Right. It's to, to learn everything they can while they're there. Like, right. sponge up as much as they possibly can. Because he was one of a few that understood this is it, man. Right. This is as close as I'm ever going to get to living under the dragon's wing. And I got to get as close as I can and learn right. as much as I can. Because after that, like, 
You're just in. You're just in. Right, right. You're genuinely hungry for everything you can take away. And so every day that was him. And reconnected, you know, phew, like 12 years later right. through social media. And Certainly. he's doing exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. He is doing exactly what his dream is. Like That's his awesome. dream is to stream on Twitch right. and to have a successful Twitch channel. And he's a gamer and he's a rock star and he wants to do and that. He's doing it. Right. It's, it's not a, a dream anymore because, right. you know, we talked about you and I had this conversation this morning that, you know, vision without action is just a dream. Right. But he had the vision. He's taking action. And now it's reality. Right. It's really for real. And it's so exciting when you see it happen for other people or when you start feeling like it's happening in your own life, when it's like the ball is actually rolling and you're like, oh, my gosh. And there's that moment where you're like. Can I keep up with the ball? Right. And you just have to close your eyes and go. Just run. Just, just, just run. go for it. Because, <laughs> you know, there's going to be times where, like, the ball gets ahead of you. Right. And then there's going to be times where you get ahead of the ball. Right. Just keep going. Right. Exactly. It's all... The thing is, is that you see people out in the world and you're like, oh, they've made it. They don't have any issues. Yeah, they do. They couldn't get their their video to connect either. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? It's hey, like, <laughs> and I, I'm not trying to cut you off, but he just said, you know, that he always tells people basic training was the... The best part of his life, learning from me. And here's the deal. Look, I appreciate the hell out of that, man. I really do. And, you know, I think I'm relatively competent when it comes to, like, mentoring. I hope so. That's what I get paid to do. <laughs> but um, but the reality is, you know, that that's a relationship that has to be made. Yes. Like, again, he was one of 60. Right. And of over the course of three years, one of hundreds. Right. So... Yeah, I you know I'm glad I was able to be a good mentor, mm -hmm. but the reality is it wouldn't have worked if he had not had buy-in. Right, right, um, and some drive and some dedication in his own life to make it happen. Right, and that's the thing. Like you know, it that's the the counterpoint to what you were just saying about how the the universe will whisper at you and tell you some toxic stuff and you let that drag you down for the rest of your life. Right. You know, in in this particular instance, the universe also yelled at somebody and right. said it's a right. lie. Right. And right. The, there was a conscious choice to believe that versus the nonsense. Well, and that's the thing. And you see it everywhere, too, where it's like, choose joy, choose joy. The reality is, as overused and outplayed as it is, you have a choice. You do. You have a choice to choose joy and what makes you happy and where your passion is. Or you have the choice to let it crush you and weigh you down and keep you where you are and watch the world pass you by. And, and I honestly believe that every single soul on the planet right now, we are in this time for a reason. You have a purpose. I have a purpose. We all have a purpose. And you just have to have the guts to go for it. And, you know... It, things are weird, right? right? Things are squirrely right now. Right. The world is a, is a squirrely place, but right. it's no more squirrely than it's ever been. Exactly. The thing is, is what everyone's kind of working on their plan B right now with all of the COVID and all, all the everything. Everyone's kind of moving to plan B. The truth is, though, you as an individual are plan A. So make it happen. And with that, you know, look, like... And we were joking about some of my first couple of cycles the other night when I was a drill sergeant <laughs> and how, like, um, you know, I was kind of, I was a little aggressive the first couple of cycles, right? No. But there was a certain perception that those soldiers had of me. Right. And, and honestly, like, it was, you know, they thought I was half biological and half robot, right. you know, like I was a cyborg. But the reality is, like, look, and I, I hate to do this to myself because there's a legacy of fear, but 
I, I'm not anything special, man. I'm not. Like, when you knew me as a drill sergeant or when you knew me as a first sergeant or a, a sergeant first class or whatever, anytime you met me, you're like, that guy's an awesome leader. Right. Like, yeah, I've, I've got an aptitude for certain things. Yes, you have a natural ability. That, but the other thing is, is that you have been committed. No matter what role you are in, whether it's in the Army, whether it's been on the civilian side, whether it's been in above-average leadership, you are committed to being your best and honing your craft and, you know, doing everything to the best of your ability. And that doesn't mean that there haven't been really crummy days. Oh, yeah. You know, like, there's been days where nothing hooked up. Right. There's been weeks where nothing hooked up. Right. There's been a month and a half, you know, or more where nothing hooked up. And it's like, damn. Right. You know, and you question everything. And should I? And right. and what saved me from going back to the nightmare that was corporate America for me was one, you believing in me, which is, you know, if you've got a ride or die, man, don't let her go um, or him or the right. they there, whoever it is. Right. Um, right. Don't let that person go. And number two, like, look, remember what it was. Hate can be a great emotion when it forces you to better yourself. <laughs> right. What was it that was sucking the soul out of your body yeah. that made you walk away in the first place? Right. And then is today even just a little better than that? Right. And if the answer is yes, man, keep going. Right. Because I promise you it is. Right. I promise you it is. Yeah. But that's the thing. It's, it's just committing. There's, there's something about just saying, I am doing it. Right. <laughs> so, um, we can keep going and going and going, but I want to do, um, what is he saying? You versus the other short, fast drills are there. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I know his name and I'm not going to say it. So the, I, I can't see the comments. So, so the comment, <laughs> I'm going to turn into a question for content's sake. Okay. Um, but essentially the comment is a uh, is jiving me up against another drill sergeant who was in the um the same platoon as I was at the time uh-huh. and through a failed experiment <laughs> they had made him the senior over me i was the senior for that platoon and yeah. then they said well he's got more time in grade which <laughs> my brain immediately translates to that's cuz he can't get promoted but <laughs> Uh, I know exactly who we're talking about. Yeah, we actually talked about this winter the other night. (laughs) It came up the other day. (laughs) Anyway, so he's talking about how between me and this guy, you know, um, he he looked at me more as a leader. And yeah, well, you know, there's a reason for that. There's a lot of reasons for that. But the the big difference, right, between me and that other guy that you're talking about um, is that this wasn't his life. Yeah. You know, and I'm not taking away from his service. I'm not taking away from what he did for his nation. Right. Absolutely. And regardless of what capacity you served in, man, if you raised your right hand, you're better than not better than, but you've done something that, you know, 99.9% of the nation refuses to do. Right. Uh, But this individual was a reservist Mm -hmm. and he had been to drill sergeant school. And so that was a kind of an influx to help us during summer surge. They gave us some reserve drill sergeants to, to help out. Right. And a couple of them were helpful and the rest of them were kind of a hindrance. (laughs) Uh, but the point is, you know, he he didn't live that the way I right. lived that. It, and the, the thing is, is that there really is a different, it is a lifestyle. Right. When, when it is the job that you do every single day, you know, seven days a week, and you've been doing it for years, in, you know, whether as a drill sergeant or in a different capacity, your mindset just about what you do and who you are and what how your family responds to you being home and away is much, much different. Right. And the other thing, you know, 
it it's because it was every day of my life. Right. I think by the time this individual was in my platoon, I had been in the army for, you know, 10 years almost. No, not quite. I didn't hit in death to at any rate about yeah. eight years. Um, yeah. and for every day for eight years, that was my life. And every day for eight years, whether I was on duty, off duty, cause we live near the installation, right. I got to be right. No matter where we go, mm-hmm. I got to make sure I look right, act right, sound right. Everywhere we go at the mall, at the movie theater. Right. And so you live that life of like, I'm being watched all the time by my junior leaders and by the subordinates and so I have to make right. sure that I am the the visible epitome of excellence no matter where they catch me up. Right. And that wasn't this guy's life and it, it translates a little bit. Right. You know? Right. Um, right. I could really go hard in the paint on him but I'm not going to because <laughs> it detracts from my professionalism so I'm not going to do that. Uh, but he, he as a leader particularly in that capacity he had a lot of catching up to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, something that this guy doesn't know is that there were times in the office with the door shut where he's like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I'm like, everyone Everybody can, can tell, brother. That. Everyone knows. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it happens. Right. Um, so that was good. But I think that that is an interesting point, though, because it's not that you never had a day where you were like, I don't know what I'm doing. No. The difference is it, it's kind of like I've I've always been able to pick you out in a crowd by the way you walk because you walk like you're going somewhere you gotta and and at least look the part sometimes <laughs> right and i mean from a distance i can pick you out because you walk like you're going somewhere you've got your head up you got your shoulders back and you're moving and it's like you know in life sometimes even when you don't know where you're going you just have to put your head up and your shoulders back and move sure and and you just have to do, you just have to do it. Well, and, you know, with that and, you know, what I'll say when it comes to, like, not knowing what's next or right. the next, next isn't behind me anyway. Right. So right. it doesn't matter. So right. you may as well move forward. Exactly. Well, another thing, it's like, I'm not really crazy about the fake it till you make it saying, and yet there is a value in it where it's like, I'm not, you know, the top coach in my industry, but I'm going to act like I am. Because that is the attitude that's going to propel me to, you know. And you've heard me use that myself. verbiage, and I think I've, I've even used it in a video about public speaking before. The fake it till you make it thing, and I, I think people like you don't like it because it sounds like you're BSing folks. Right, right. Like, but like there's some vapidness or something. I, I think maybe a better way to say it is convince yourself first. Yeah. Right. Because when it comes to doing anything in life, something new, something you've done a million times, you're the first person that has to believe you can do it. Right. <laughs> no one else. Is, if you get up there and you don't believe, like, trust it. When I got up in front of a platoon of like 18 year old goofballs who just left home for the first time and no one wants to be there. If I got up in front of them, I was like, I don't know if they're going to listen to me. I'm toast. Right. Done, right. son. The thing is, is you can walk into a kindergarten classroom and they'll eat you alive a thousand percent you're like uh i'm not really sure and then you think about like when i was doing the sessions right and they've got me on stage with you know celebrities comedians and race car drivers right and i'm just a drill sergeant in right. my brain right. my but, first thing is i'm just a drill sergeant right but i've got to believe i am a drill sergeant right i am a demigod to these people <laughs> right. i am the fabled thing of lore in this crazy hat that terrifies the world yes And let me just interrupt for just a second because that is such a sticking point because for, you know, 
13 years of our son's 15 years on the planet, right. I said, I'm just a mom. Right. I'm just a mom. Well, the thing is, is whoever you just are, you are shaping the future. Well, let's hold on though. I don't want to gloss over that, even though this is really just a, this is a <laughs> Q and a episode, but we're, we're doing most of the Q and the a look, <laughs> the, I'm just a mom thing, right? Yeah. Okay. Let's qualify what that really is. Right. I'm just a medic. I'm just a chef. I'm just a, right, a nanny. I'm just a lawn. I, yeah. I mean, the I'm dishes. just all things that keep survivability happening. Right. All the emotional strife. You're putting right. things back together. I'm, and then you become the taxi service. And then you become. Not even taxi service because you're handing out snacks. You're like, you know, top tier chauffeur service. Like, Well, it's just, I think a lot of people get stuck in the, oh, I'm just a whatever. And you're not just. Just own it. You right. are that. I am a mom, and I'm proud of being a mom, and I it was the desire of my heart to have children, and we have four amazing children, so it's even more exciting for me. But there is still that, you know, I occasionally will meet somebody who's, you know, in my mind, a high-powered whoever. Sure. And I go, well, I'm in a different class than they are. I can't compete with that. And the reality is... She got up and put her heels on the exact same way I put mine on. <laughs> you know? And and there is something that we have in common. Here's the thing, though. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I, we say that all the time. Like, you have something in common with every human being on the planet. But at the end of the day, like, if, you, if you're using some, like, power suit wearing right. lady who just goes and owns Wall Street all day or she's killing it in Washington right. or whatever. Cool story, bro. Trade spots for a day. Right. She drowns. She gets her ass kicked by your life before noon. And so, and well, I like to think so. And contrarily, you might go yes. to her thing and be like, uh, I don't know. Right. I have no idea what any of this means. But it doesn't mean that one is better than the other. Right. Like, the it's power suit different. is going to get rocked. Right. Like, good luck getting Hannah in the tub. You know what I mean? Like, Most days I can't do that because that's dad's job. That's my jam. But, but, and the other thing, you know, and it's a skill that I talk about. You know, we use it on the show a little bit. I've done a little bit in videos, but I give it to all my clients because it's it's a big one. Mm -hmm. And it's all about being resilient in the moment, right? So, like, when you start with that, I'm just a whatever, right. or I can't because I'm just this, that is, first of all, it's not true, right? right? That's just nonsense, negative self-talk. Right. And the way to get rid of it is to fight back against it with, like, quantifiable true things about you. Right. So, like, I'll use me as an example. Like, when I was getting on those stages with celebrities and race car drivers and local millionaires. Right. And I'm just wearing this hat that they gave me for free at CIF. <laughs> and I'm like... Right, yeah. Right. I'm not, you know, whatever. The reality is, like, you know, the first negative self statement is like, well, they're not going to listen to me. Right. Okay, that's not true. That's the first thing you tell yourself. That's, that's not, true. not true. Then because, and because got to be followed by quantified stuff, right? right? That's not true because I'm an expert in what I do. Right. And I'm a this and I'm a that. And it's all true stuff. And so, and I've been selected to be here. So, of course, they're going to listen to me. Right. Like, I'm on the stage, sucker. I got the microphone. <laughs> right. Right. Well, and that's another thing that you say is that you don't have to be an expert in everyone. Be an expert in yourself. Because what your experience experiences have been translate. Right. And the reality is like, look, it, it sounds cliche because your mom used to say it when she tucked you in at night, but you know, and the veggie tales say it at the end of every episode. Sure. You are special though. You're right. the only one of you ever. Right. Make right. sure everyone else knows that. Exactly. Um, so I want to do some questions. So if you've got questions, let's hear them. And 
you know, if it's from previous episodes, if it's from stuff you want to see coming up, if it's yeah. just, you know. Yeah, tell us what you want to hear us talk about. We can talk about anything. We're good talkers. Pretty much. That's why it's a big part of what I do. Thank goodness I'm good at that. He says that he was talking the night about, it's kind of what we were talking about with the mom thing, that uh, diff- different jobs involve a different type of labor. Mm-hmm. And that's true. You Absolutely. Know? Uh, mom jobs start with physical labor right. called labor. Called labor. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it is true. Like, yeah. And... What is this? We got. I like you to go into more on the aha moment. The aha moment, oh, my that's a man. Good one. Thank you. <laughs> How long do you want to listen to this? Because I can go on the aha moment. All right. So the question is more on the aha moment. I did a video a couple months ago about yeah, it. Been a while ago. Um, and you know, it's it's a common theme with me because it is genuinely one of my favorite things on the planet. Yeah. And uh, you know the. <laughs> I've seen it so many times because I've done so much instructional stuff and lots of instructional leadership. But um, so essentially, what it is as a as a leader, it's something you should chase after. Right. Or and, and we talk about this a lot. You are a leader, whether you think it you are or not. You are a leader to someone. Someone is looking at you for guidance. Yes. And the aha moment is like when you see that light bulb go off. Mm-hmm. And it is, man, like if you really genuinely get down on helping people yeah. like I do, and you really love seeing people be their best. And man, that is like the biggest endorphin rush on the planet. Right. And, you right. know, when I'll, your words have just cleared everything right. up for someone. Right. It's so exciting. <laughs> and it, it can be something tiny, mm-hmm. you know, and one of the things like one of the clearest examples, because he legitimately goes, aha, was... <laughs> It was, again, when I was a drill sergeant, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I use this as an example because it's such a clear visual. Right. Um, but we were working on basic rifle marksmanship, okay? And that's, you know, a hot three weeks of basic training. It's, you know, everything from how to load a magazine to how to pew-pew at distance, all this stuff. <laughs> pew-pew is shooting. <laughs> and I would always go a little extra when mm-hmm. it came to that because marksmanship was my thing. Right. And so... I would give them like a sort of a bridge minute of angle class. And I'm not going to go into the weeds on what that means, but it's essentially like how ballistics work and how the, how the bullet acts once it leaves the weapon and how your sights play a part in that. Right. When I was talking to them about zeroing mm-hmm. and I would give them the math on how the optics of their weapon system worked. Anyway, basic, one of the most basic fundamental things is which way the front sight post moves. Right. Mm-hmm. And so this, this kid could not figure out that if I want my rounds to move down, then I've got to move my sight post up. Right. And I had probably explained it 12 times right. in 12 different ways. <laughs> it was the 13th time that he got it, though. Right. <laughs> On that 13th time, I used a simple visual. He held a Sharpie in his hand. And I said, that's your front sight post. Pew, 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 you missed. You hit low or you right. hit high. Right. And I move his front sight post up. I said, and I get the same sight picture. And he moved his hand down and he goes, aha. Right. Because he saw that the barrel had now to move. Now I see what's happening. And it's one of those things that, you know, when you're when you're in a position to impart knowledge or to lead or whatever it is, if you're okay with them not getting it, then you need to sit down and color. Right. You shouldn't be a leader. Right. It is your job to explain it to each individual so that they are clear on what they're doing. And for me, personally, like, because... For me to get him to understand the functionality of that weapon system, how the how the rounds behaved and what it was doing, 
that legitimately is the difference between life and death in some cases. Yes, definitely. If your weapon isn't zeroed properly, right. you don't hit the bad guy, the bad guy hits you. That's not the desired outcome. No. No. I took them understanding the hand salute as seriously as I did how their sights worked. I right. took them understanding like chow hall procedures right. as seriously as that. And that's how you need to look at every task that you are accountable for. Okay. Right. Everything you're responsible for your team or your people or your family knowing you need to take as seriously as though it were a life or death thing. Right. And whether it's the 13th time or the 13th hundredth time, right. <laughs> get, right. get crazy with it. Get right. asymmetrical. Well, get, and- and that's the thing is everybody takes in information differently. So you have to figure out how do you communicate this information in a way that this person understands it. If it's a visual way, if it's writing it out, if it's just over and over. You know, some people are just repetition. I learned sure. by repetition. Sure. If I want to memorize something or I need to, I have to do it. I have to write it out over and over and over again. And this guy, I think, you know two different variations of the same slideshow that I had built with mm-hmm. two different graphics, <laughs> one that is animated and moved, right. you know, I right. had drawn it, I had written it, I had mathed it, none of it jived until he held it and it was a part of his body right. doing the thing. Right. I mean, I think you just, you have to, you, <laughs> it's, it's difficult because not only do you have to be an expert on how you communicate, but you have to be an expert in the forms of communication sure. and then you have to be able to open each of those communication boxes and figure out how do I take this information that I'm trying to relay and put it into their box in a way that is understandable. And you know, it's, it can be a frustrating process. I remember right yeah. before that I was like, damn it. Like, come right, on, man. Right. Right. But being frustrated but and that angry. doesn't mean I get to be done. Right. That means I've got to figure it out. Right. He, someone just said, um, it's easier for them to learn through teaching. So, yeah. I agree 100%. Absolutely. Um, and I can tell you in my experience, even if I wasn't going to be giving a formal block of instruction mm-hmm. on something, and you can vouch for this, yes. <laughs> um, if I had to know something mm-hmm. and know that I knew it, right. I would teach you the thing I had to know. And this goes right. back to I like... I know plotting board. Sure. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know all the stuff I don't need I to know, know anymore, too. <laughs> That's right. It's all in there. But Pathfinder is a great example. Yeah. Because that is a tough course. Oh my That's gosh. three weeks of just drinking out of a fire hose. Right. And it's complete immersion. And, yeah. you know, I'm not going to lie. It sucks. And the, the truth is the only way you know you know it is if you can T- relay teach it, back it to, to someone who right. doesn't know it. And, you know, it's stupid stuff. But to his point about learning from teaching, yep. you know, going, and I always use this example because it's, it's just there forever now. <laughs> uh, there was a... A thing that you had to memorize verbatim mm-hmm. called the polyester round sling chart. Mm-hmm. Now, when I received this chart for the first time, I'd never seen a polyester round sling, right. let alone this damn chart. This chart. <laughs> and I've got to memorize the colors, the numbers, all of it. Right. And again, I'm a numbers guy. Right. But it I'm good at... completely nonsensical. It is. I'm good at stringing numbers together <laughs> right. that I can make sense of. Right. There was no making sense of this. Right. And because I was keyed up about it, I pitched it to you a bunch of times. And you you can't have notes. So you got to go in there blind. So if you don't know these numbers when you walk in the door, without these numbers, you will fail that test. Right, right. And if you fail that test, you are going to the house without your torch. Right. And nobody wants that. No. Um, (laughs) If you don't know what Pathfinder School is, it is like one of the most coveted badges in the military. Right. And so at any rate, 
I'm freaked out about it. I'm teaching anyone to listen. I'm talking to trees outside about this chart. <laughs> and I'm convinced I'll never remember it. Yeah. I'll never know it. Mm-hmm. And to this day, I will never, ever forget 410, 511, 26, 75, 81. <laughs> I'll never forget it. Right. But it's just like he said, like I taught it. Again, yeah. in the span of seven hours, right. I probably taught that polyester round sling chart a thousand times. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is, I mean, you can take it out of, you know, a military setting and put it in a home setting. So it's like we've got kids of all ages. And as each child has grown up enough, they start helping the next child with right. with a new task that they're learning how to do. So, like, right now, our oldest daughter, she her, she really likes to cook. So her thing is she helps with breakfast, making breakfast for the littler kids. Because that, you know, she's learning how to make more things, be more responsible, you know, gather skills for her future. Right. The, and it's it's exciting for the little kids because they see as they're getting older, now they're going to get to be the next one that does it for whoever's behind them. Yeah. I mean, it, it is just this, you know, imparting knowledge and they all have their little tips and tricks that they teach each other. The thing and, that's crazy about that is like, that used to be a human norm. Right. <laughs> to help people with the knowledge you've got. Right. And now everyone's information hoarders. It's so weird. It's like, you know, the people that really want to share, it's like, oh my gosh, you're one of those people? Come with me. Right. It's you exciting know? to meet right? another person who <laughs> really wants everyone to win. Because you do run into so many people who are, they are willing to snap your neck to get ahead. Sure. I mean, they would, they would just as soon see you, you know, burn up on the side of the highway than you know, give you a drop of water right. <laughs> to help you out. Uh, another good question. I like this one a lot. Uh, it says, and we'll probably both have a chance to answer it, but it says outside the military, where would you give credit to learning leadership skills? For me, that's an easy one. Um, and, and the, so I actually wrote a blog about yeah. it. Um, and it's not even leadership specific that I wrote this about. It wasn't that I learned all these leadership skills. Mm -hmm. It was stuff that I didn't know was leadership when I learned it. Uh, And it was from watching my grandfather who raised me. And one of the things that I learned from him, and that's actually the title of the blog, I think. It's just a picture of my old man's face. And then it says, no one is no one. Um, But humility. Mm -hmm. You know, like, granted, and the individual asked that knew me as a drill sergeant, so maybe I didn't always seem humble in that role. (laughs) (laughs) But trust me, everything I did came from a space of humility and that, you know, I didn't realize at the time, but I can tell you without humility that that to me is the number one most important leadership trait on the planet. Mm -hmm. Humility and transparency. Without those two, I believe you are going to fail as a leader at some point or another. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was just through watching him interact with people. Right. Because he didn't care. If you were the guy who built the building, the guy who owned the building, or the guy who cleaned the building, right. you were all equally important to him. Yeah. And it wasn't because of what you could do for him. The thing that really impressed me about him and the thing that I really tried to inculcate in the way I deal with humans on a, on a daily basis is he was more concerned with what he could do for you. Yeah. And how can I help you? Right. What, how can I be a resource for you? Yeah. And just getting to know a person. Right. Just just being a friendly face. You and know, a I lot mean, that's of the what times, I remember about about your grandfather is that I mean there wasn't a person's hand he didn't shake right and when he asked you how are you doing he really meant it 
you know, it wasn't, he just wanted the standard good so he could keep walking, you know, I mean, he would really stand and have a conversation with you. And if he knew something that would help, he was totally willing to impart that. And the, the result though of him, and it wasn't disingenuous. It wasn't, no, he no, wasn't trying to BS folks with no, this like schmooze. Sure. And sleazy. It was, it was the result. And the you heart. saw it firsthand. I got to witness it countless times growing up with him, but you saw it where he would say, this and everyone would go got it Paul and they would just start moving there yeah. was not a question asked right. he walked in the room and people paid attention to what he had to say right. not because he ran things with an iron fist not because he was like I'm in charge right. it was because everyone looked to him as someone they could trust right he had earned their trust by showing them that he cared about them right yeah what about you um gosh I was just a natural born leader came sure. out the womb ready sure <laughs> <laughs> now, um, I, I really, I think watching you being married to you and, you know, I think having the military lifestyle, even though I wasn't in the military, definitely helped me figure out. It, it rubs off. Yeah, yeah. Figure out how you, how you carry yourself, how you want people to view you. I mean, my, I have, my parents are both amazing but i can you know we've been together a long long time yeah like you know we started dating in 97 right and so if we math that out i guess to, to where you 10 <laughs> um, but anyway we started dating very young and i can say like respectively yeah in our in our own ways and our own clicks of things respectively we were leaders yeah um you led people in a very Kind, moral, and honest way. Like, people look to you for what right looked like. Yeah. And it was always in a very, like, the, the common thread of leadership for you growing up was definitely kindness trumps yeah. everything. Yeah. And yeah. on my side of the fence, with my group of ruffians, like, even though I could be the most extreme, mm -hmm. the most rough, the most whatever. Right. You are also the most level-headed and in control. And... And typically the, the go, like the advice guy, yeah. like the three o'clock in the morning, like we got to have a real conversation, right. dude. Right. And I think part of that, you know, not only from what we saw growing up as our, our examples, yeah. but I think from a, a young age, we, because we were together so young, like we determined, okay, this is like, this is the thing. Right. And right. we got to make this work. We have to, we have to make it work. So like, yeah. I can't go to jail. Right. You, you can't go <laughs> I to can't the go party. To jail. <laughs> you know. Right. Right. When I think, I mean, and, and beyond that, I guess for me, it's like both my parents are really hard workers. You know, my dad is what seventy seventy seven. Yeah, and still working and. Like enjoying it, yeah. On and, purpose, right? Right. Because he wants need to. to. No, he, he just doesn't, wants right. to. He doesn't need to. He wants to because he likes to have stuff to do. He likes to interact with people. And he's not. I would not say he is overwhelmingly alpha. I mean, he's very quiet, pretty shy. Um, but when he was in a position of leadership, where that he held for his career, right? He always got it done. Right. And he when he was very concerned about his people and I think I saw that. I got to do a lot of the, you know, take your daughter to work day stuff and it was always fun to be the little celebrity, you know, and and see how he dealt with people and it was always very kind and my mom is the same. She's always been really active in every every facet of volunteering and her I can work. vouch for your father because I actually got to participate in the take your future son-in-law to work day too. <laughs> 
for you know a year or two That's when right, he when was he was my boss at TWA. Yeah. So that was a fun dynamic. Yeah, that was interesting. But you're right. He, you know, he wasn't an overbearing leader. No. But he had expectations. Yeah. And they were to be met. Right. And there was just an understanding. And yeah. he was like, I, I won't be a jerk as long as. As long as. Right. Right. And I that's mean, fair. And that was kind of his, his parenting style, too. And I think that's the other thing is, I think, being a young mom, because we had our oldest, I had just, like, two days later turned 23. Correct. And I think that was really kind of what flipped the switch, because it was like, okay, now I'm in charge of myself and this little human. And right. And I have to figure out how to tell him what I know to at least get to 23. Right, exactly. <laughs> at least break even. Right. And then we'll see what happens after that. Eight years to go. Yikes. Yeah. And then, you know, all the ones behind. I know. All right, any other questions before we, we're going to wrap up here in the next five minutes because we've got hellions descending on us. That's right. Good hellions, though. Yeah. <laughs> little, little sweet cherub face hellions. Right, exactly. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess really that's that's the who we are of it, though. Yeah, um, I, I think it really does. I think both of us take our leadership roles in the house, in our work, in the world, seriously. And I think we really, even though we may not have acknowledged it as far as like in the world or in the house as much, um, we always have been serious about it. And I, I think we had a kind of a worldwide mindset from yeah. a young age. Oh, yeah. I mean, we, starting date, starting to date at, I was 14 when we started dating. And I think we, we genuinely thought we were going to take over the world. Right. And the, the Working only, on it. the only thing that's <laughs> changed is that now we're 38 and we think and we're, we're going to take we're still over gonna the do world. It. Uh, <laughs> one more question. It's what inspired the podcast? Um, so, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, first of all, I love podcasts. I, right. I am a connoisseur, a listener, a yeah. consumer of podcasts, and I like all of them. I right. like all styles. You know, like I'll I'll people. give them a, a free shout out here. Like the the first one that really got me hooked was called The Men's Room, and it was yeah. a podcast of a radio show mm-hmm. that was in Washington State. And I was like, what is this? Like, I'd never even heard of it before. Started listening to that, right. and then, you know. I start listening to Joe Rogan after that, which, right. you know, he is the guy. He right. is the podcast machine. Right, you think podcast, you think Joe Rogan. And then I started listening to a, a really funny one called Your Mom's House. It's not appropriate, but it's funny. It's yeah. just silly. It's two comedians who are married, Tom right. Segura, Christina Pajitsky. They have a great show. Yeah. Um, and it's just silly. Yeah. It's nonsense, and it's fun. Yeah. Uh, I like Mark Maron's stuff. I think he's got a great show because of the way he approaches his guests, and it's just, yeah. it's an honest look at stuff. Yeah. Uh, I know you I'm listen to a few I, yeah, that I don't. I've got um, a couple of gals. One that's called, um, oh gosh, here for it. Uh, her first name's Abby, and I can't think of her last name. But they're, it's a short little, just her giving some inspiration. I have a couple of biblical inspiration podcasts that I like to listen to. Um, I, of course, I always listen to you. Right. Well, <laughs> twice because. <laughs> And, and, you know, I listen to our show, too, because I'm like, did it suck? Right. Um, but the other thing is, I mean, we got started, you got started doing it because you love it. And because 
we spend a lot of our time talking. Right. Where I think a lot there are a lot of people who are like, well, let's just watch TV and shut up. We spend a lot of time sitting down together like, okay, so I saw this thing. What do you think about it? And, and the other thing, <laughs> you know, it the content creation piece was already happening with the yeah. blog. And, you know, I've got the YouTube stuff. And it's, to me, like, podcasts are an easily consumable piece of content. Yes. You don't even have to... You just turn it on and keep doing what you're doing. Right. And, you know, at the end of the day, because both of us care so much about people being the best they can possibly be, I right. thought, okay, you don't always have time to sit down and read a blog. No. You don't always have time to, you, you can't listen to a YouTube video on your work computer. People are going to know. Right. Unless you're in the army and then they're cool with it probably. Um, <laughs> then they can be 30 second funny video. <laughs> but there's nothing stopping you to listen to a podcast on your way into work. Right. And or at while the end you're of the day, ready, or at the end of the day when you're getting ready to go to bed or whatever. I man, if I could pick a time for yeah. you to listen to the show, that's when I would pick it because I want people to listen to it and get fired up. Get excited. Right. To to go, "Oh, yes, that's, you know, that was maybe not the piece I was missing, but it's all about cuz the reality is like I believe that everyone that listens is an intelligent human being who can figure this stuff out." Right. I think sometimes just hearing it from a slightly different perspective right. makes you get the, like we already talked about, the aha that moment. aha moment, how it fits into something else that you're doing. And so I I just want to throw it out there. That's yeah. why I do it, because I want, I love doing it. Like you said, we love having conversations anyway. Right. It right. just seemed to and fit. And we were having conversations, you would write the blog, and then we would talk about it, and then it was like, oh, well... We could, we could like. Yeah. So all we got to do is, you know, like, <laughs> buy good mic setups. You know, upgrade all the computers and the routers and the internet, and right. we'll do it. That's right. It's really too bad that the video feed isn't working because we have these gorgeous office spaces. We now. really do. And it worked the other day, and today, you know, technology, right. whatever. Um, but yeah, I hope that answered the question in some sense. Yeah. So, anyway, I think we're gonna wrap it up for today. Um, tune in Monday. Yes. Probably around the same time. I would say 11 o'clock. We're going to put it on the schedule, but 11 a.m. on Mondays, we're going to start live recording the show. Right. And we'll have the camera fixed by then so you can right. actually watch. Promise. Um, so we're going to live record the actual podcast that drops on Wednesday. Also, do us a solid since you're listening right now. Go on iTunes, please, for the love of all those holy. Right. Go on iTunes and rate the show, write a review. Not just because you're awesome, but because there's actually a giveaway happening right now. I'm going to announce That's the winner right. on Monday. Ooh, and so, like, seriously, it. spread the word on this. Let everyone you know know that this is happening. Yeah. All, they don't even have to listen to the show if they don't want to. Right. Just write the just, review. Right. Click the five star and. Uh, because write I'm going to be giving away a hat, a trucker and hat. They're nice hats. They are nice, nice hats. In fact,. Mr. Spider Monkey there's got one. That's so right. he knows That's that they're right. actually legit. That's like, right. He can vouch for it. Good trucker hats. They're not <laughs> trash. They fit right. Okay. I, right. I go in person and select the hats because right. I hate janky hats. Stupid hats. Right. They're not um, too puffy on top. Like. <laughs> so the hat is a gift right. to the winner as well as a free coaching session. And I can tell you, I'll just tell you what that's worth. That's like a $200 value, right? 100% just given to you. Right. Uh, and that's a full hour with me on Zoom. You bring whatever it is you want to the right. table. Whatever, If it's something you want to work on, something you want to go after, something that's just been jamming you up, yep. bring that with. And we will start getting clarity and dissecting that. And I, I go hard in it. Like I give you MP3s of the session. I give you mind maps of the session. I give you notes. Like you get it all with every session. So that's 100% right. free giveaway. All you gotta do is write a review for the show. Yep. Pretty so easy. Hop on iTunes and do that. And you got anything to add? 
Um, you can follow me at Team Hopelifters on Instagram. I am working on building a website, so that will be up soon. And I will also be blogging and have my a little show of my own. That's right. So the, her podcast is going to drop soon. So keep your ears and eyes open That's for it. that. Everything, everything I do is Team Hopelifters. Yep. So. And if you're looking for me, I'm. I'm just Travis Crutcher everywhere you go. Instagram, there's two underscores in between Travis and Crutcher. And then I, but you know what? Save yourself the trouble. All the links are at AboveAverageLeadership.com. So you can check out the YouTube stuff, links to the podcast, the blog, Instagram, you name it. It's all there. Yep. So find us, hook it up, and yeah. we will talk to you guys on Monday. Yep. Sounds good. All right. We're off. Exit Twitch Studio. And then I'm going to open it back up. Oh. All right, there you have it. That was the Twitch intro QA episode. Um, we're going to be doing some more of that stuff in the future, so we'll probably grab the audio and drop it here as well. The Q&A thing is going to be a big part of what we're doing on the live stream. So hope you guys enjoyed it. That was our intros to the Twitch world. Uh, and in the words of Notorious B.I.G. from the song Juicy, if you don't know, now you know. You know? Talk to you next time.